Hello, welcome to the Halloween episode of the Horror Vision Podcast. I'm Sean, Ray, Anthony, and Chris. And we are going to talk about our must-watch horror movies for the Halloween season. We're going to touch on the classics, the standards, and we'll touch on you know the things that individually we feel that we have to watch. And uh, feel, feel free to take the recommendations or leave us comments. Uh, well, I was going to say on Instagram, but I guess you can't do that right now. But uh, yeah. we'd love to hear what you watch or why you think that we're fools for watching what we do. So, um, Before we get into that, anybody see anything recently that they want to talk about? Um, you know, I just recently watched, um, last night as a matter of fact, it was the first um, of the series on Hulu, um, uh, Into the Dark, which is what they're doing. They're doing a thing on Hulu where once a month they're dropping um, uh, a, a different movie based upon um, that month. So this month uh, the, the movie was uh, was The Body, and it took place during Halloween. The next month they're going to do a Thanksgiving one, and then there's going to be Christmas, New Year's. I think they ran through little, all the, uh, ran through everything in there. They're even going through April Fool's Day. And... I wonder if February is going to be Black History Month. That, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... I'm thinking Valentine's <laughs> Day. I said it just for the laugh. I'm sorry. I'm thinking Valentine's Day. But then again, <laughs> then again that's a, a road that's been uh, traveled many times. So maybe you've risked it. Risky, but who knows? Who knows? But yeah, so, it, you know, it was it was enjoyable. It was, what's the runtime? Like an hour? Um, it was, no, it was, a, it was an hour and a half. Okay, so yeah, it, was it, was, it was a movie. It was a full movie. Okay. Um, now I'll give you the little little blurb of what the, what they their little description was a sophisticated hitman with a cynical view on modern society finds his work made more difficult when he has to transport a body on Halloween night but everyone is enamored by what they think is his killer costume so the movie's called The Body and it's basically this 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 stereotypical uh, British hitman in the suit and gloves and everything. And he's literally just dragging this saran wrapped corpse down the street. As if it's a Halloween costume. Well, initially, well, well initially, initially, he's dragging it across the street uh, to put it into his car, only to find that his car has been fucked with on on Halloween. Huh. All the tires are slashed. Every car down the way, and a couple, um, couple, you know, young people come up and they say, "Oh, it's a great costume." You know, my buddy's throwing this great um, Halloween party, and you know you have to come with us. And uh, he finally agrees to go with them if they'll give him a ride after they have one drink. Well, uh, his patience eventually kind of starts to run thin, and um, just I don't want to say hilarity ensues. You know, <laughs> but uh, in in a way, it, it kind of it kind of does. It almost sounds like weekend at Bernie's in a way. A bit. <laughs> But no, I mean it was you know it had it had a pretty it was it was, it was well acted. Uh, the main guy playing the hitman was um, was Tom Bateman, who uh, you know I think he was in, he was in Murder on the Orient Express, um, uh, among other things. Other things that I have not seen. Um, but uh, I think really the the person who stole who stole the movie was uh, Ray Santiago. Who uh, plays Pablo on Ash versus the Evil Dead? So it was nice seeing him pop up in there, and he does give a good performance, but he also gives you know the kind of comedic you know, relief in there to an extent. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, it, it's a fun it's 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 a pretty fun story um the execution was you know it was a bit predictable mm-hmm. but you know just for being a free movie on hulu right you know and, and i'm interested to see where they're going to go with this series yeah definitely you know because they haven't announced much yet of the next one other than it's going to be a thanksgiving so wouldn't it be 100 percent unbelievable if they announce the thanksgiving and it's eli roth's uh thanksgiving oh now it's it's probably not gonna be but wouldn't that be yeah, amazing thanksgiving it's really, I mean, I, I'm not a fan of Eli Roth at all. Um, like me. Like me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I take it you're familiar with the, the trailer. Yeah, he keeps saying he's going to make it. Dude, that would make me so happy. I mean, in fa- I feel like. I mean, we've had this discussion before. We, we I, I, want, I wanted all of those fucking movies to be made, and then all those trailers to be actually made into films. And I'd go out and see them. I wanted there to be like a whole. Uh, no. Grindhouse cinema thing yeah. that came out. Now, what's interesting is Eli Roth. He has uh, a new film coming out, and it's a family. It's so. Movie. This is I didn't realize this. House this of is fucking the walls. Yeah, and it's Amblin. Huh? This is the relaunch for Steven Spielberg's Amblin. Really? And he handpicked Roth to do this movie. I've heard mixed things. Uh, I feel like I'm not going to go see it in the theater, but I'm curious enough. I mean, let's, it makes perfect sense that after, like, the advent of Stranger Things, somebody was like, oh, Amblin, that's what all this stuff is, like, riffing on anyway. Why don't we bring it back? But it's out now. I don't think it's doing very well. I don't think it's doing very well oh, either. Actually, okay. Did it? Yeah. But Ready Player One was under the Amblin moniker as well. Oh, it was? Yeah. I didn't realize. I didn't see that either. Um, huh. Okay. I didn't know. Uh, I rewatched last night um, Joe Lynch's movie that came out earlier this year, Mayhem. That starred um, Samara Weaving from The Babysitter. Oh. It came out last last October um, on Netflix, and uh, Stephen Yoon. And I believe that was his first thing that came out uh, just after his departure from The Walking Dead show. And um, it's hysterical. It's it's The Office with a, a virus outbreak and a quarantine. Um, basically, anybody infected by the virus, uh, according to this law, uh, can't be. Uh, brought to charges for any crimes they commit while they're under the influence of this virus. So everybody gets together and says, well, let's kill the bosses. Hmm. And it, they kind of, you know, go level by level, killing off supervisors and whatnot. It's hysterical, though. It's 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 quite funny, and it's got a lot of power tool kills in it. Um, it's fun. And um, it, it, it came out, uh, like I said, earlier this year. I let it sit, off, sit on the shelf for a while, and uh, I said, well, it's got the guy from The Walking Dead, yeah, whatever. And uh, ended up enjoying the hell out of it. It's it's really fun. Um, I do recommend that one. Anybody wants to go out, check that out, have a good time. It's it's a blast. It's it's been on uh, it's on Shutter right now. It's been on there for months. And uh, I remember it was at Beyond Fest last year, and we almost went. It was I think it was in the it was in the afternoon the day that we went to see Hellraiser, I think, or something at Beyond Fest. And I almost went, but then it was just the logistics getting up there that early and blah, blah, blah. And we, you know, passed. And uh, I've never seen a Joe Lynch movie. I enjoy uh, him and Adam Green have a podcast called uh, The Movie Crypt. I enjoy quite a bit. Um, and he's a, he's a likable guy. And I like the way he talks about making movies and, like, where his influences come from. And Steve Moore from uh, Zombie did the score, which I haven't heard it, but he also did Joe Bigos' last movie, The Mind's Eye, and the music is just unbelievable. So I'm assuming it's more, and Zombie's great. So 
assume it's more of the same. So I'll definitely base on your recommendation. Finally, because I've been kind, and it's the same thing. It's like nothing against Stephen Yoon. I hate the Walking Dead show so much that it just it. it uh, you know, it's like I want to watch it, and I see he's the thumbnail. So That's I'm why like, I wrote it off I initially. Sk- yeah. I always skip it. Rick, what are you? What are you? What have you been watching lately? Is it the Mr. Belvedere uh, marathon that they did on? Uh... That would be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? Um, starring starring Marilyn Manson as Kevin. <laughs> I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I haven't seen anything new. But uh, he had me over. He, uh, Anthony had me over the other day, and we watched uh, the uh, Blob '88, and uh, it still holds up. It's great. I've never um, seen that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 got some moments that like once you see it, they stick in your head, and like everybody has slightly different ones. Like I had three that I was like. Oh, these are the three scenes that I remember from this movie. And he had one that, like, it was funny because they, they showed it, like, several times. They, we watched the trailers on the extra for the DVD. And every time it came up, it just bothered Anthony. He was like, ah, ah, just like it was in the movie. And it's awesome. Um, it's nasty. It's, it is. What is it? What gross. is it? There's a scene where it reaches up for this guy from a sink. And then it starts to pull him into the sink. And it cuts away, and then these characters walk in, and there's literally his legs Wait a minute. out of Wait the a minute. sink. I, I just watched... Did I watch... Who's who's the lead in that? Uh, Kevin Dillon? Is that I'm trying to remember. I feel like I just watched The Stuff, but maybe it wasn't The Stuff. Maybe it was The Blob. Because that scene is... Either that or that scene is in The Stuff, which The Stuff is basically The Blob except it's ice cream, right? I mean... It could be. I'm I'm almost fucking sure. Well, the blob. Well, either way. I mean, the thing that that's uh, it's. I don't want to spoil it for you since you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's only been yeah, thirty yeah. years. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Because it has it has a great. You can spoil like, it's, 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 it. Well, <laughs> what I love about it is that it's it, they didn't just go and go. Well, let's just remake this movie and just do the same old thing. Like it's just this blob that comes from space. The, the the twist of the of the eighty eight version is that the, the the government shows up. It's very Stephen Kingish. Uh, the government shows up. It's these men in these white uniforms and, and like the plastic, you know, like you know, radiation suits and everything. And they're like, "Oh, there's an infection. We're trying to quarantine everybody." And in fact, it was some kind of experiment they sent out into space. It got changed in space, and the thing that has come back now. And it's consuming people. They don't know. They're like, "Wow, maybe we can capture this and weaponize it." And these kids figured out, and uh, the rest of the adults in the town don't know anything about it. So the kids, the two, you know, lead characters are the ones that are trying to stop what's happening. And the government kind of has no idea how to stop it. This is the one I watched because uh, it, yeah, it's with Kevin D- Dillon, and he's yeah. like he's like the punk at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, like, the, I got my eye on you. That's about bang. the one. That's the only thing about the movie that feels aged is that the, the clothing, and he's yeah. got this crazy rock and eighties mullet. Because otherwise, you'd be like, oh, this could take place now. You, you know, it's funny. I was saying to Anthony on the way over here. So I watched. I'd never seen. I'm doing a 31 Days of Horror, so I'm watching. Oh. You know, some every night. Last night we watched Species, and I'd never seen it. And I always just would have avoided it because I always thought it was Sharon Stone. So that's immediate. Oh, oh, that's an immediate pass. Uh, so, yeah. So Kirsten really, really likes that movie. So she's like, oh, "I haven't seen it in years." So we watch it, and <clears throat> I enjoyed it. But it, I say to Anthony, you know, 
in the late 90s, early 2000s, anything in the 80s felt so disgustingly dated and just worn and like, oh, God, you know. And then what happens is like nostalgia kicks in, but also younger people bring in that influence with fresh eyes. They didn't live through it and they kind of recontextualize it and then it feels good again, right? So right now, I'm fine with anything 80s almost. Um, but the 90s feel really just so i'm watching species and i was like everything that's so 90s about it is just rubbing me the wrong way the people way people are dressed their haircuts it's like oh my god it's understandable look it's at your stupid hair get off my lawn <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> oh, you goddamn kids um yeah but so i did i did look at that. that guy's long hair and then he just whips it back and that's supposed to be sexy this is bullshit that's never not going to be sexy. <laughs> oh, that worked for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Good. But like I said, the second one, everything is just amped up. The sex, the gore is just twice as nasty. It's balanced. I'll, I'll definitely have to. How, what, how many, what, they made with three of those, right? Four of them. Four of them? Wow. What? Wow. <laughs> I think the last two was like they the, went straight the, to the, the off, And that was like the offspring um, of. Yeah. yeah. And they were like sci fi channel flicks. I, I never realized that it was Geiger actually designed the, oh, yeah. the monster. I always yeah. assumed it was some studio, like, biting his style, you know. Um, but it, it was it, it was fine. It'll probably end up being, like, my least favorite thing I watched this month. But, I mean, it still you know, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was, it was that 90s just TNA popcorn flick. Yeah. D- d- that d- came out, like, yeah. the same week as, like, Demi Moore striptease. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the quality film. Yeah. yeah. Well, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely rather watch species than than feces or feces. striptease. The subtitle feces. Uh, the funniest <laughs> thing about striptease is like everybody like just you know went on and on and on about Demi Moore's tits, and I'm like, well, you know, they're just very bolt on, you know. But the highlight of that movie was Burt Rounds. His tits? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, weird, yeah, yeah the best thing. I can feel it squishing between my toes. Yeah. He's wearing like nothing but his cowboy boots. No. Yeah, and just head to toe in Vaseline as like a senator. Dude. They have a press conference to do. Nice. Um, all right. Well, let you want to get into the let's get into the season. Sure. All right. So the idea here is every year, and I think many people do this. This is the first time I'm doing 31 days. Um I wake up early in the morning for work so that usually, you know, just I just don't watch stuff every day of the week um and especially not movies so but there's every year i do you know i'm it's my favorite time of year it's my favorite holiday i mean i I feel like it's an insult to call it a holiday in a way but um it's my favorite night and you know you pick there's a lot of movies that are based around halloween or that fit in perfectly so you know i guess let's try this let's go round table chris you could start it if you want and just everybody name something that you feel like you watch and that is or even if you don't watch it that's like standard fare for halloween during the month of october or just halloween good, good question um, i'll leave it to you just seasonally halloween i mean i'll think yeah just i mean for me halloween night doesn't necessarily involve kind of sitting at home right a movie you go out so, and I mean, so, yeah, so, man. so exactly yeah. <laughs> someone's got to put those razor blades in the candy ass. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I think I, I think I would categorize just kind of 
at least like the week or two of yeah. Halloween, you know, once it gets a little closer, you know, not so much, you know, September yeah, 30th, not... October 1st. Yeah, know, right, right. the first movie to watch. No. Um, but I think my go-to for the last, gosh, what, 10 years now, I think, uh, is always um, Mike uh, Dotry's Trick or Treat. Yes. You know, I feel like that just very quickly became just like, you know, for me anyway, just, just the quintessential modern Halloween film to watch you know it's it's fun it has it has the gore it has you know the fact that it's it's just like reminiscent of like creep show and ones like that that i loved growing up you know it's that kind of anthology film Mm -hmm. with the the short stories you know but they're all still intertwined with one another in a very very kind of tarantino kind of way yeah you know he just he he went a great route with it and i think that was even like one of the first like blu-rays that i bought when i finally got a blu-ray player you know, he, he created a great universe without really, you know, going going overboard yeah. with it. You know, and the character of Sam is just is so iconic, despite, you know, you really only seeing him on camera for maybe like 20 minutes in that whole film. Yeah, yeah, if that, really. I mean, he's usually just kind of like in the background until, you know. It's, yeah, until, until the third act there. Yeah, that's that's definitely one. Yeah. And going back and watching it too, you know, every year you keep seeing more and more people from that film, like who went on to, you know, I don't want to say bigger and better things, but just who went on to more notoriety, um, you know. And at the time too, you know, I remember watching and being like, "Oh shit, it's that guy." You yeah. Know, before, like, you know, I knew a lot of their names because they'd just be little one-bit actors in TV series and things like that. It's you know. a fantastic movie. Uh, the, the I, I love I mean I love the whole thing but I love the bus that that uh, set of when they go down that elevator mm-hmm. and the bus sticking straight up out of the, the marsh or whatever the I mean God quarry it's, it's so yeah. gorgeous oh yeah so well done it's so that just celebrated its 10th anniversary and Shout Factory just put out a 10th anniversary for it on Blu-ray I think this week or next week it comes out so if anybody wants to double dip Throw your money at it. Was there any, uh, what kind of features does it have? I'm not sure there? it's got a ton of extra crap. Ten years later, this is what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he, I mean, he, he, he kept the, the, the holiday uh, theme going when he uh, followed, up, followed up with uh, Krampus. Krampus, which is fant- it's fantastic. And the same tone. Yeah. Like the... And, oh. we'll, and we'll get into that one in December. Yes, sure. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. IDW or Dark Horse that put out the... Uh, the trick or treat, trick or treat book. Little, yeah, it? I think it was. It was it like coffee table book? Or are you talking about like a comic? No, no, comic? no, it was a comic. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Uh, okay, just to add in here, the, so the bonus features on this, <clears throat> on the Shout Factory Trick or Treat 10th Anniversary, 2K scan, new tales of folklore and fright, creating trick or treat interviews with Michael Doherty, storyboard artists. Um, Tales of Mischief and Mayhem, filming Trick or Treat, sounds of shot, scoring Trick or Treat. So it's a lot. It's a lot of like the nuts and bolts of the um, the making of. There's a behind the, behind the scenes still gallery, storyboard and conceptual artwork. Um, original 16 millimeter two scan of original 16 millimeter elements of Seasons Greetings, a short film by Michael Doherty. Um, FearNet.com. Doherty, shorts. Is that I, I'm, I'm, I guarantee it, I'm mispronouncing yeah. it. Guaranteed. Sorry, Mike. Uh, there's a feature at the uh, Lore and Legends of Halloween, so it looks like there's a lot of stuff, and definitely like I have the DVD, and it's like as bare. It's it. I mean, literally, it, it's 
like they were just like here, you know, give give me your ten bucks and take this. Well, you remember how long it sat too? You know, I mean. Well, I mean, it took years for it to come out, right? It sat on yeah. a shelf for like three years at least. Yeah, the trailer was attached to what the three hundred. Yeah, film, and then I remember yeah. it coming out on, on home video. I'm like, okay, so the trailer's still attached to it. Where's the damn movie? Yeah. There was a, there was a making of like a beautiful coffee table book at Borders for years, and I was like, the movie's not out. I'm like, really? Yeah. And as soon as the movie does come out, that book's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, of course. So the 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 graphic novel is called Trick or Treat: Days of the Dead. Okay. Um, and uh, per Amazon here, it says from the twisted imagination of Trick or Treat creator Mike Dotry. Director of Krampus and the upcoming Trick or Treat Two. Is that what, is but that is, is that real? Like I feel like they've said that <laughs> for years. Um, alongside a top-notch team of creators, including writers Todd Casey and Zach Shields, who worked on Krampus, um, Mark uh, Andrico, who worked on Batwoman, and artists Fiona Staples. Ooh, Saga. From Saga. Um, Stephen Stephen Byrne, who worked on Buffy and Angel. Um, comes a four-part collection that paves the way for the trick-or-treat film sequel. Uh, Days of the Dead takes readers on a journey through Halloween history with four chilling trick-or-treat tales. Discover old-world lovers whose romance takes a chilling turn and western pioneers who discover the dark side of the frontier. Travel to the 1950s Los Angeles for a tale of pure horror noir and into the heart of small-town America to see some pranksters taught lessons they'll never forget. Across centuries of Halloween horror, wherever fear lies, Sam will be waiting. <coughs> and that is now added to my Amazon cart. As it should be. As it is prime, and it should be here in it's, two it, days. I think they just pulled up outside, actually. <laughs> yeah. I saw headlights I, in the driveway. It's the drone, yeah. They, came, they, came, <laughs> they knew. They came they knew, they knew. before I can put it yeah. in there. They're monitoring our feed. It's not a live feed, but they're still monitoring it. Well, I... I you? No, it's just my thing. Oh, I I, th- I thought you were like I've had enough of this bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Uh, Fuck it, three out of here. Seasonal. I'm one of those guys that does start on October first, and I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm gonna start off lighthearted. I usually start with kids classics uh, from Halloween, and um, just those gateway films that uh, caught me as a kid. Uh, one of the first ones is uh, The Worst Witch. From nice directed by Robert W. Young, I believe it was an HBO production. With the fantastic musical number by Tim Curry, the Tim Curry. Oh <laughs> shit! Anything can happen on Halloween. Yeah, great oh, stuff. Uh, great green screen on that definitely. part too. And uh, I believe it was Feruza Balk's first. Oh film, wow. First feature film was, was it, that? What, was it that, was that one? Return to Oz? Return to Oz. Return to Oz. Okay, I mean, yeah, which is equally as yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and then it also stars uh, Charlotte Ray uh, as Miss Cackle, and she was Miss Garrett from uh, oh, Facts yeah, of yeah, Life. Facts of Life. Recently, Rest for she just recently, yeah. In oh. August, actually. Yeah. yeah, man. But yeah, I mean, it was basically Harry Potter before there was Harry Potter. You know, uh, the kid goes to a, an all witch academy mm-hmm. to meet the Grand Wizard. Um, good stuff. Uh, that one, I. I Always watch usually October first. That just kind of starts the season That's off. That's cool. Uh, See you on that? Uh, no, I don't. And it's, oh. it's out of print. And it's a fun like forty-five bucks for a DVD. Oh shit! How do you find it? it? Uh, illegal. YouTube Street. or something? You yeah, it's oh, okay. probably up on YouTube somewhere. Probably. Um, another one was uh, Spaced Invaders, 
Yes, Space Invaders. Space Invaders. I, I remember that one quite yeah. well. I remember the name, but yeah. I don't remember the... The uh, short little alien? Yeah. Ah, so oh, the ones in the basement. So there's aliens, they catch a rebroadcast of uh, War of the Worlds, and think it's real, <laughs> and decide, okay, now's our chance, we're going to get in on, catch in on the glory, and ride down to Earth, and, you know, join the invasion, and they get down there, and that's not what's happening at all, and it's Halloween night, and so they fit in, you know, walking through the streets with everybody, uh, hilarity ensues. And for some reason, one of them was very, like, Jack Nicholson inspired. Yes. yes. And they, 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 yeah, never, they didn't really touch on why. Huh. He's just kind of there. Little bomber jacket. Yeah, and he's got the glasses. Yeah. And the little girl they follow around, she's clearly dressed as a xenomorph. Oh, interesting. Which is pretty cool. Um, I like that film. I just picked it up recently. Um, another one would be uh, Ernest Scared Stupid from 1991. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, special effects were done by the Chiodos Brothers, same guys that did the Killer Clowns makeup. Yes. Um, you should all know what that movie is. I'm not even going to go into explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same thing with Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm not a fan of the film. I know a lot of people do watch it. Uh, and then I usually get into uh, The Monster Squad, which is a staple. Uh, same here. Every year during the Halloween season. Came out in 1987, directed by Fred Decker. Uh, special effects were handled by Winston's team. Uh, star Tom Noonan. I don't really remember who else was in it, um, name wise. But it was one of those like kid adventure films that wasn't Goonies and appealed to me because it had monsters in it. Well, it's uh, like it's like Goonies meets the uh, Marvel, yeah, yeah, the Universal Monsters. Mm-hmm. It's it's fantastic because it's got. I mean, it, it, they 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 didn't have the name. They couldn't call it the creature from the Black Lagoon, so they just referred to it as the creature. I think. Yeah. And it's even said, but it, it's the creature from the Black Lagoon updated and like. Uh, and you've got the mummy and uh, it dracula was old school mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's fantastic i just watched it the other day too um and wolfman who was legit scary yeah he's it's a great and has not yeah, no that yeah. was um was that uh stan winston he yeah the, yeah. Uh, yeah but um, keep going no, no, as I say, yeah, I, I recently rewatched that one too. And it's funny because going back and watching it, you can really see how, um, you know, how much it's influenced things today. You know, you watch that and then you go turn around and you watch like Stranger Things. Definitely. And you just see like, oh shit, like they just lifted so much mm-hmm. of that in there. Absolutely. But I always tend to start the season off lighthearted with those. And then. You hit the gory stuff and the more heavy, more of the heavy hitters later on. Um, but I just wanted to make sure and throw out that, uh, yeah, there, there were those um, those ones that we watched growing up that are, are, are still floating around out there. Um, show them to your kids. Yeah, gateway horror. Definitely. Yeah, show them to your kids. Yeah. They, they'll, they'll have a good time with it, I swear. Uh, the scariest thing you'll see is the, the goblins from... Ernest scared stupid, but even those are just amazing to look at because they're pra- mm-hmm. because they're practical. Effects. Right, right. But uh, yeah, show them to your kids; they're fun. I second that. Yeah, definitely. It's got an excellent point. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, another fun one too. That's always good around Halloween time, which I just actually discovered. Um, the entire film is streaming on YouTube right now. Is a uh, house too. Oh yeah, we're gonna at some point. 
I want to watch those. He has a copy of it. So yeah, I mean, I have an HD version as well too. But just for for those people who don't have access to it, the entire things on on YouTube. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't seen those movies in so long. How's there? It's it's a lot more of a comedy than it seems to be. Like yeah, it's it's like the first one is. It's like a horror adventure comedy. Yeah. You know, I mean, Bill Mars in it for Christ's sake. That's sorry. right, Bill Mars. In it. Yeah, it's super funny. And yeah. uh, uh, John Ratzenberger. Yeah, and the first one it's George Wendt, the second one it's John yeah. Ratzenberger, yeah. and that had oh. to be intentional. And the third, uh, and fourth Normie don't can't exist. Uh, show up. Uh, you mind if uh, Cliff uh, does it instead? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but those are movies that I started with as a kid that mm-hmm. started tradition for me. Like, okay, I know every October these movies are going to be on, and I'm definitely going to be watching them. Right. So here I am. 30 some odd years later, still watching these movies, only, you know, now I have the gory stuff as well. That's awesome. Select from. That's cool. I, like I said, I mean, it, one of them is Monster Squad. I still watch that. Uh, I just watched it the other day. There's a, uh, one that I think of as, uh, again, um, I haven't mentioned that on the podcast, but I probably should now, but some people might get upset with me because I don't really like the gory stuff. And no, I'm, like, who's I'm kind of with you? You, I'm kind of atypical when it comes that's, to horror. Dude, that's good. Um, that's why you're here. And that, uh, you know, when I when it comes to the holiday, I again go back to the things I saw as a kid. So like, there was this special, two of them, and they were on the same tape. And I actually found a DVD that had them uh, off of eBay. So I have this DVD that has. One movie called, it was a made-for-TV movie that said Judd Hirsch as Dracula. And it was called The Night Dracula Saved Halloween. Oh. And it's cheesy as hell, but it's it's funny and, and it's great. Fucking and, Judd uh, Hirsch. Sign me yeah, up. Yeah. Well, it concerns the concept of, um, he's the king of all the monsters. And it's in Transylvania. And uh, the witch has <laughs> to fly over the moon for it to be Halloween. And she decides that year, I don't want to do it. I'm tired of being a witch. I'm tired of being ugly. And uh, you don't have a she, fucking choice. <laughs> <laughs> they try to do that to her, but she's she's got magic. So like, um, and it's you know like like I said, it's got some broad comedy for kids. Like like when uh, um, what's his name shows up when Frankenstein shows up or Frankenstein's monster rather shows up. He's been taking tap dancing lessons, so he tries to show him and knocks over a statue. Uh, Judd Hirsch's Dracula, he, he gets really upset at the Wolfman, and he's like, and you, being in shaving commercials. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he... I'm down, man. This... Um, but if she doesn't fly over the moon, then it can't be Halloween. And so they're like, oh my god, is Halloween going to get cancelled? Um... And it's it's fantastic. And the other thing that was on it uh, on the same tape, and like I said, it's now on the same DVD, is this uh, animated special that was made. I think it was back in the seventies. Like both of them back in the seventies, um, which had the voice of Gilda Radner as a witch. And it was called Witch's Night Out. I've heard of that. And it, it concerns this witch in this abandoned house, and. Um, Halloween used to be her favorite holiday, but people don't come around and ask for her to, you know, change them into change her, change themselves, change them into monsters or things for Halloween. And um, these kids like wish they could become real wolf man and a ghost and things like that. 
and she goes out and changes them and the town like becomes scared by them and the adults all try to go and throw a party in her house and it goes wackily wrong but it's it's this animated cartoon and it's um in no way do they look like people <laughs> they kind of look like people but they don't like they look more like shapes but it's 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 a lot of fun too so i i especially now that my uh i now have a niece and nephew that are like right. you know three and eight uh when how when we started celebrating halloween really and the kids were there i was like we gotta get these we gotta get these again we have to i they need to start seeing these um so yeah that's i mean that's one thing i, I definitely go back to i i go i i tend to go back to the things i saw as a kid and but yeah, I mean, we're going around, so I don't want to keep... No, 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 that's good. I was going to say, both of you guys made me think of, and I haven't thought of this in years now, but periodically it resurfaces in the depth of this that floats in my mind. Um, there was a version of Sleepy Hollow that was on every year in Chicago. WGN oh. Channel 9 was like a, like a local station. And uh, there was a version of Sleepy Hollow. I don't know... It was probably from the early 80s, I guess, or late 70s, and it was live action, and it was just on every year, and I don't know, I wouldn't even know how to start looking for it, you know? I mean, I'm sure, like, I could, you know, probably find it, maybe, I don't know. It, it's funny, there are, there's certain, there. certain yeah. things, yeah. you know, you, we, we're spoiled where, like, you can usually find almost anything, but there have been a couple things recently that I've thought of, or not, I shouldn't say recently, but periodically I think of, that it, I just can't find them. And it, it, it's always kind of weird now because like, I can find everything else, but I can't yeah. find this. Yeah, I um, but so I, I would love to find it. But you, you made me think of that when you said, you know, you had them on the tape <laughs> or whatever. Um, well, it, it, like you could probably find some version of it. Like literally, this is someone recorded uh, a video of it when it when it came on so TV. like holding a camera no 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 okay. no no people like, walking they, like by they were, the front <laughs> getting up excuse me excuse me it was the camera goes to the was, kitchen was, and opens the refrigerator it was recorded on a VCR and then they literally just used the tape to transfer over to a DVD so that's almost you know, bootlegging children's yeah, yeah. Right, right. but you know what I mean it's not like the company that owns it has ever going to put it well right, right. I mean and to some degree like you know sometimes that's what you have to get stuff. Um, I get, so for me with Halloween, I mean, it seems like on Halloween, the 31st, it's usually, I rotate, it's one of the, one or the other. It's one, it'll be Halloween, the original, and then trick or treat. So I'll watch them both every October, but as far as October 31st, every year, I don't, I actually don't remember which one I watched last year. <coughs> so I, it'll probably be just a toss of the coin this year. Um. It'll probably be trick or treat because I want to try to do uh, Halloween and then um, Halloween two, which I haven't seen in years, other than the TV cut, and uh, and then I, Halloween three is another like I watch it every year. I love it, and you know. Oh really? Oh, I, you know what? I need to rewatch it. It's more. great, and it's one of those it, ones I can throw on any time. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, and it's it's interesting where it's it went from being a fringe thing that like you know my friend Brown and I were obsessed with for years. To like I've seen it gain notoriety now. Yeah. Like it's people are like, oh yeah, that's awesome. You know, where for a long time people were like, oh that one sucks, well, man. Because I think they, Thank you. Again, at the moment. Um, and it's you know, so the original idea for Halloween was okay, it's successful, make a sequel, and that's why the original Halloween two starts. It actually doesn't even start five minutes after the first one. It starts with the end of the first one. Yeah. It starts mm -hmm. from him coming in, shooting him, falls off, he's gone. Oh, it's a boogeyman, and then you know, it takes place at the hospital. 
And then that was supposed to be it for that. And they're like, well, we want another one. It did well. Well, uh, let's do an anthology. So they did Season of the Witch. And it's just a weird... Eight more days till Halloween, Halloween. And it almost seems like, you know, at the time, the people were very against it. But I feel like it would have been better if they would have continued going on that way. I, I think you're right. Well, and so here's the thing. Like, this year, I noticed... I've never seen Halloween 4, 5, 6, 7. I've only seen 1 and 2, 3, Season of the Witch, and then, you know, unfortunately, the two Rob Zombie ones. Um, I will see the new one this year. Well, the, the new one this year basically... Ignore everything from what part two on didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. so it's it just starts exactly just... where. So I'm. I mean, I don't know why they had to issue the second one since it's basically you know one and two are really kind of the same movie in a way. Um, or it probably, took... probably for people who haven't seen it, it's easier for them just to watch one. Yeah, than having to watch one and and two exactly two more obscure. But I noticed four and five are on Shutter right now, and I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll watch one and two, and then just try four just to see what it is. My, I mean, Michael Myers to me is one. Of, he, he, I get why he became a Jason or a Freddy, but I feel like he is a more pure character. Where like Freddy was made to kind of be franchise, and I mean, he's pretty much laughing out of the side of his mouth from like almost from the get go. Uh, not to take anything away from the first Nightmare on Elm Street, it, it is a great movie, but. Um, I feel like they kind of went off the rails quicker. And, I mean, Friday the 13th, I I couldn't tell you even which ones I've seen from that franchise. I love Adam Marcus's. The first one's great. The sixth one I watched like two years ago, and it was like I'd never seen it. I think it was the sixth one. Mm-hmm. And I never realized it's a comedy. Like, they're well aware. Everything in it, they're, it's like tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I've seen like some of the later ones. I, I forget. Was, is it? Is it, did it go to New Line? And then you get Manhattan, Outer Space, this, you know, Jason owns a pool uh, hall. Yeah, a, <laughs> um, but, so, he was also kind of bastardized Jesus. early on, whereas Michael Myers, I feel like, is is a pure character. So, it always just, I was like, I don't want anything else, but I'm just kind of curious. So, I might yeah. watch for... Um, but so, you know, it's Halloween or trick-or-treat for me. Um, and then the, let me, I'm going to go totally left to center. The the movie that I watch every year, actually, I could even probably watch this on Halloween. And I, maybe I have even done this. Um, I'm a huge fan of Lucky McGee's movie, May. Um, and it's a Halloween movie. I don't want to say much about it because it's a movie where I knew nothing about it when I first saw it back. I still lived in Chicago, so 2002 two maybe and mm-hmm. a friend of mine just put it on and we sat in the dark and watched it so i didn't even know like where it was gonna go or what and it blew my mind and every time i watch it i'm like this is such a delightful movie everybody's performances are great lucky mcgee's sense of humor is great his craft in making the movies everything everything about it's great who's in that it's got angelo bettis angelo uh, bettis Sisto. oh who like those two just right there stop yeah, yeah. um Who's the girl from uh, the blonde that, that's in that show Mom, and she's in Anna Ferris oh, is in it. Right. Um, I can't remember that guy's name. The kid from uh, Doom Generation, he's also in there as well. The guy I with the mohawk. Yeah. Talking about. So you know what's so funny? I just when you said that, I just realized it's something Duvall, James Duvall. James Duvall, yeah. He was in Nowhere. Also, he's right. he's Frank in Donnie Darko. Yeah. I never realized that before. I saw Doom Generation so, so long ago. Um, yeah, he's in it. Oh, it's, I might have been taking my shirt off. It's getting kind of hot. 
Man, if I rub some ice cubes on my nipples, it's getting kind of hot in there. Oh my god! But that movie is just so oh, so great. Um, and I can't remember who played the mom, but she's fucking twisted in that movie. It, she's very overbearing. <coughs> she's a creepy character. Wait, is there a mom? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, I can't think of who played her. Um, yeah, in the flashback sequence. Oh god, it's such a good movie, and it culminates on Halloween, and it and. Yeah, I, I don't want to say anything else. I think you could describe it as a young woman, like lonely young woman, slow descent to the madness. Yeah, I mean, although I feel like that even leads a little bit too much because I, I don't know. It's just so Angela Bettis is so good, and it's interesting. Just a little side note, like a couple years, maybe a year or five. I don't know. Within five years of that, she directed a movie that Lucky May starred in. Lucky McGee, Lucky May, Lucky McGee starred in called um uh oh it was just in my damn head and uh we were just talking about it recently too yeah oh man come on why can i not think of uh roman and it's like the same movie but with the lonely man instead of the lonely girl it's also fantastic but not halloween central um you know i just remembered one thing yeah um just a quick anecdote uh uh for how for the movie for the Halloween movies, um, many years ago when we worked at Borders, uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis came in for a book signing and it was for her kids' book. Um, but of course, all these people showed up with Halloween memorabilia as well, so we had to make a rule that it was like, okay, she'll sign one piece of memorabilia, but you have to get the book too. Um, and so it got towards the end of the event. There's only a small line, and I said, hey, could I get something signed? And they were like, yeah, no problem. And for my mother, I went <laughs> I went and I grabbed that movie, that Disney film, what was it called? The one where she changes Oh, was it was a Freaky daughter. Friday? Or? Freaky Friday, thank you, to get signed for my mother. And, and, and she looked at it like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, she liked the movie. No, no, she likes, she likes, she likes Disney, so she loves Could have been worse, could have been virus. That's there you go. Could have been virus. Could have been worse than that. Could have been that, but, um, that, that yogurt that helps you poop. Sign my activity. So I'm in line, and I'm, I'm, I'm behind this family, and they're all there to get the book signed. Like, and, and the, so the kids walk up there, and they're like, why, why, what, what was all that other stuff those people had? And um, the mother's like, oh, she's one of the, she's like the original Scream Queen. Like, she was in this horror movie called Halloween. And she went, uh, and this, I don't mean the mother, I mean Jamie Lee Curtis then said to the kids, it's, it's not great, girl. You don't, you don't need to see it. And I, and I, and I went, oh, come on. You're, you're, uh, <laughs> I know. I have these moments where I, uh, one of my many, one of my stories involving looking at a celebrity going, "Oh, come on," and I said, "Oh, no, that's not fair." And I said, "Your character was this strong female who, for the first time in a horror movie, she doesn't just fall down and then just wait to get stabbed. She got back up. She stabbed the guy. You, you totally fight him off." I go, "You kind of established the strong female in horror movies," and she was like, oh, "Well, I guess." <laughs> Oh, man. But I, yeah, I mean, remember her saying that, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's rough." That, it's interesting to think that somebody she that was in something people. like that could just not. But I mean, you know, I don't know. 
Maybe she rethought it. I mean, she is Maybe. this. I, I yeah, like to think that she was. So. I like to think she was like, you know, that Ray Laragoidi, he was right. <laughs> he was right. And, that, and that's probably why she's doing a new one, Ray. Yeah. Everybody there listening, you, you can thank Ray for this it's movie. Between, as, she, as, as she sits in her breakfast nook watching the sunrise eating her yogurt. Yeah, yeah. Just, You know what? Well, I don't know if you, if you saw on the, I think on the Blu-ray release that came out for the 35th anniversary edition. I know there's so many pieces of it. But it's got a documentary on it about it, how she shunned her horror fans and wouldn't do horror conventions and refused to go anywhere near anything like that. That's interesting. She probably just didn't want to get typecast. And then yeah. she finally ended up doing one, what was it, a couple of years ago for charity. It was a charity event she ended up doing. Um, but she was really outspoken about not wanting to attach herself to any of that stuff. She did that and prom night out. Yeah. Afterwards. Which I was going to say, our co-worker, Tori, I remember she said, she's like, oh, I was watching it. She said to to, um, to Jamie Lee Curtis, like backstage, she was like, I was watching prom night the other night. And she was like, oh, why? <laughs> she talks about how she broke away from horror films to, you know, go do other <laughs> stuff. But the one thing she said she, she, she felt bad about was shunning those original Halloween fans. And, um, you know, kind of apologized and said, you know, I, I, I neglected them for so long and I feel bad about it because they've pushed me to a, to a level, you know, of stardom that, you know, I just, I, I never really uh, took into consideration that it was them that did it for me. So it's really weird to watch her go back and forth on it, but it's, it's an interesting, it's like an hour long documentary. It's attached to that movie. Interesting. Yeah. I would definitely, uh, well, I'll probably ne- I pr- I have a copy of it on DVD, and I will probably never buy it. I'm not big on replacing. I mean, once in a while. Well, when uh, once in a while. Let me ask you this: on that version, are the scenes from the TV version on it? They may be attached to bonus in bonus footage. That was sure. one of the things about Halloween that always struck me as weird. Was like when I I saw it as a kid on Channel Nine again, like the seven o'clock movie, multiple times, and then when I like, you know, grew up and like w- would watch it with friends, I'm like, where are these scenes that I remember of like oh. Loomis and it? And they were only in TV, and it was something about where they had to, in order like to make it the right length, they added in scenes For that they had originally cut or whatever. They did the exact same thing with uh, with Goonies. Really? When they would run when they would run Goonies on uh, on TV when I was a kid. I remember always seeing a scene. Where they're uh, where they're, they're they they jump off the uh, they're made to walk the plank, and a giant octopus. Oh, the octopus scene is there in the TV them. version. It was in the TV version, uh, and it was never in the theatrical releases up until like DVD. Then it became uh, you know as a deleted scene, so you can actually right. see it. Giant octopus attacks all the kids. Um, they shove a Walkman into its mouth and start playing it, and the thing freaks out and finally. Goes if away. I remember correctly, I think the reason that they didn't have it in the theatrical cut is because they looked at it and they're like, "This looks terrible." Oh, no, and it just it came, it came like, out of like nowhere, you know. Yeah, it was out field. Remember the octopus and the pirate ship? Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> Now there was one Halloween film uh, that I haven't seen in a number of years, but I always remember when I was younger. It was when it first came out, and subsequently for like the four or five years after that, they would always run it every single year until it just kind of faded away. But it was uh, The Lady in White. Oh, 
shit. I've heard about this movie that somewhere. I've never seen it, but I've heard about it. I vaguely remember it. It starred a very young uh, Lucas Haas. Oh. And it took place in the 1960s. And um, it surrounded uh, this small little uh, little town right around Halloween time. Um, and he started seeing this little ghost girl everywhere. And um, as the story unfolds, you kind of find out how this, you know, this little ghost girl. And, um, you know, there was always this other thing with this, this you know, this girl died. And then later on, like, her mother killed herself. You know, and that, that's, you don't go to the house up on the cliff kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. spooky and haunted. And as the story goes, you kind of, they, they unravel well, exactly how the little girl died. Um, it, was, it was really well done. And, you know, with these films that take place back in the 60s, things like that, you know, they still hold up today. Right. Because, you know, period pieces, you don't have to worry about, right. you know, the technology. Becoming dated. Exactly. Exactly. So, it, it, that was one of the ones that I remembered watching it and, you know, it, freaked me out a little bit when I was a kid because it was, you know, the main, um, you know, protagonist was a kid, you know, uh, and um, this little dead girl. Wow. But great film if you ever get a chance to see it. Really, uh, it really, you know, at this point I would consider it kind of under the radar. You know, at the time it came out, I want to say 88 maybe. 88. It looks like it's on disc at Amazon. I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, but IMDb now when you look shit up, it actually tells you if it's free streaming on Amazon, if it's available on disc on That's Amazon. That's a great service for Yeah, it really is. So it says on disc at Amazon, so um I've never I've, I've never seen it. I love the don't go to the house on the hill genre. Mm-hmm. Like cuz I had, when I was a kid, I had a house not on a hill, but down the street that we were all like terrified, you know, don't go to the house, we'd bet each other and come up with elaborate stories about what would happen if we went in and I always kind of wanted to like write something that dealt with that yeah um you know I mean now you get a lot of this like we were talking earlier about Amblin and like Amblin's relaunching with house with the clock in the walls because it's the right time for Amblin to relaunch because Stranger Things is a phenomena and it's predicated on Amblin and kind of their tone um and that's like the kids riding around on the bikes or whatever solving mysteries mm-hmm. and whatnot and uh i feel like this is also kind of like an 80s sh- sub-genre the you know creepy house in the neighborhood kind of thing and yeah kind of that's the, that's kind of what it was and it was also about this this kid his like interpersonal um relationship with his family um very um very you know first second generation italians coming through i don't think the the grandmother even spoke english you know, very, you know, always pinching the cheeks right, and all that right. kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, and it, I distinctly remember there was a scene where some bullies, um, like, locked him in the classroom's closet and he gets stuck in there overnight. And um, that's kind of where he ends up seeing this little ghost girl mm. kind of skipping around and he gets freaked the fuck out seeing this thing and he, he can't go anywhere. He's locked oh, that's in awesome. there. And it's you know it, it's not it's not a, it's not like by any means a gory film or anything like that you know but it's just, it's really it's an interesting story and it's really well told. That's awesome. You know it's just it's a good old fashioned ghost story, you know that has ties to you know it, it's it, it to to its present day setting. Right. Hmm. I'll definitely look for that. Who else has one? Every year when I. The last thing I do uh, before I blow out the candle in the pumpkin, the last movie I watch every year for the last 
20 some odd years has been Night of the Living Dead. Now you go original black and white? Yes. Yeah, mm. of course. Not the director's cut with the, ex, you know, mm. added in, you know, uh, interview footage or whatever the hell it was that they put in there. I, Not the Tom yeah. Savini remake? I own that for some odd reason. I've heard a lot of people say that it's pretty good, but I just don't. It's like the Dawn of the Dead remake. I've heard it's good. I have. I don't need it. So I enjoyed the it. Dawn of the Dead remake to an extent. Like if you don't think of it as a remake, if you just think of it as its own thing that happens to take place in a similar yeah, that's place. A, that's a good way because the it. stories do diverge. Besides there being zombies and a mall, that's really the only overlap. Right. I think the problem with that one is the theatrical cut was better than the director's cut. Which was got that that and the director's cuts what got released first for home video, so if you missed it in theaters, you got this, I don't know, wishy washy director's cut version that wasn't as impactful as the theatrical one. You know that was uh I want to say Zack Snyder's first yeah. feature length film. Yeah, and that was written by James Gunn. Also, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. So that I mean I think that's an excellent. I love the idea of like every year that's like your that's your tradition because that's, that's what we're talking end. about. It's a tradition. It's yeah. like that's the season ender. That's All the awesome. lights are out. The pumpkin's still going. I go blow out that candle and then I sit down and I watch Night of the Living Dead every year without fail. And that was mm-hmm. just a few days ago. It celebrated its fiftieth yeah. uh, anniversary. Yeah. 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 Was it October third? Yeah, that's sounds say, right. something like that. That's one I watch every year as well, and it's always the black and white. I have just a bare bones DVD. Always Don't watch you? it. And, and, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of that day, or Dawn and Day. Dawn and Day, I can watch any old time. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're all, none of them are Halloween specific. But for some reason, Night of the Living Dead to well, me you know, seems very one, specific. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original, always tends to, if, if, you're, if you're home on Halloween. It plays. That's what, see, there, that's yeah. good. You can find it somewhere. Yeah, yeah some that's true. channel is going to be watching. And be you know exactly why, right? Yeah. Because the film's public domain. It doesn't yeah. cost them a dime to do it, and they yep. still get ad revenue off of it. Now, one thing that's interesting, too, is... Um, so, the late George Romero, his uh, widow just just talked to... I don't know, the press did some kind of interview. Uh, and she said that he left behind uh, about 50 um, completed, unproduced scripts. Yeah. And she said, you know, any one of these can get made into anything. Now, so this is what I want to know about that is simply uh, after Land of the Dead, which continues, so it goes night, dawn, day, and then Land was how many years later? And I remember being so fucking excited for it. I was like, oh my God, I saw yeah. opening night. Um, and then he did, what was the next one? Like Diary? Diary? And it like reboots it, right? It's not the same continuity. It is, but it isn't. Because that, I never saw it. When I heard that, I'm like, not interested. Why would you reboot the continuity? I like, mean, it, it's, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's a contemporary take on, based on, like, kind of the outbreak of things. Now, I, I actually enjoyed that film. I mean, because, you know, every single one of his has a, has a theme behind yeah. it. The first one, um, you know, a Civil Rights. Yes. The second one, Consumerism. consumerism. The third, Military. Militarism. That's Land, Land of the that. Dead, Capitalism. Yeah. And then Diary of the Dead was, was more, it was just basically the take on just reality TV and yeah. just the whole, we must document everything we do. You know, and that aspect, you know, I really, I enjoyed, I did enjoy, you know, there's a lot of the scenes that they had in there. Um, I, I, there was one scene in particular that I really, really liked where they, um, they, they're at this, this mansion and I remember there's a shot that kind of pans by 
and you see just basically all these zombies who got stuck wandering into into a pool. And you just see them just like walking around the bottom of the pool. Oh, that's cool. Just kind of milling about. Um, you know, and this is all like, you know, the CCTV footage right. because it's all spliced in together. And uh, I mean, that one I, I enjoyed, you know, I, just for it being in the same, you know, universe, I, I guess. But the, my interpretation or what I thought I had heard was it wasn't. And the, the thing about those movies it's like, and this is what I love about The Walking Dead, the comic mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. I want to know what that world looks like two days down the road, two weeks down the road, two years down the road, 20 years down the road, 50 years down the road, 100 years down. Like, I want to know the evolution. So to reboot it. And it was also, that was about the time. That came out when re- everything was just a fucking reboot, right? Like, everything. Yeah. So I was like, no, at, at two, Romero, at two. But, I mean, at the same time, I, I would like to think that a lot of that was out of his hands more. So, like, well, yeah, what, what, like, 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 what can I get produced? That's a good point. You know, he was getting up there in, in age. He wants to continue making films. What can he, what can, you know, what, what can he get financed? <clears throat> yeah. You know? And then it was followed by Survival <clears throat> of the Dead. <clears throat> Which actually had one character that carried over from Diary of the Dead. Okay. Uh, there's a scene in Diary of the Dead where they get pulled over by. Was it, was it, military, was it, was it military? It was like a police. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, in their Winnebago, and a guy kind of looks in, basically kind of seeing if he can take any shit. And, and that guy ends up becoming kind of the main uh, okay. protagonist of the survival of the dead. Um, and then there was going to be a. a, a another one after that that he announced right before he passed away and the only thing I remember reading about it was that it was going to involve like like drag racing zombies yeah or something fucking you, weird yeah, like that like they're, they're going to make him drive race cars or something and I was like what that sounds fucking terrible I have to see it you know I don't know those are what were you going to say before you you said uh, it's funny that you bring up? No, just regarding the civil rights movement. Um, not that that's funny, but um, I guess he uh, Romero was on his way back to the studio to deliver the uh, final cut of Night of the Living Dead, or at the end, you know, they, they kill off uh, Dwayne's character. And um, on the radio, on the way to, to, to their, uh, their studio, they cut here on the news that Martin Luther King had just been assassinated. Oh, not a fun fact, but you know. no, that's that's an interesting. So then they're in the car, like, oh shit, we just kill off, you know, the hero of the story who's black, and then this is happening now, and then you know, panic. They don't know if this film's gonna do well, or or what happened. Wow, that's crazy. Huh. Very weird. Um, anybody got any recommendations that they want to give out? Um. For Halloween, just anything that we've seen that maybe hasn't been seen by everybody, maybe we can all go around yep. and throw one out. I'll <laughs> hit it, hit it, right? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go back a little bit because you said because uh, mm. when you mentioned the and I live again, the fact that it was on TV. Um, another one that I uh, now I I I, I, it, I don't it, I came around on it. Um, the movie that another movie that gets shown on Halloween is. Uh, Rocky Horror. I used to Rocky hate it. Horror. I used to hate that movie. 
And then how can I, you hate Rocky IV? I don't know because I was younger, and I you know the thing was is that I kept watching it and like kind of or just catching it and not getting what it was about, and then I finally got what it was about, and I went, oh, oh, okay, and then I don't know, like something just clicked on it for me, and like I also realized that like it's an it's an incredibly impressive risky t- risky movie they made because they made this movie back in the 70s and the main character is a transvestite and and he's not only a transvestite he's a homosexual trans- yeah. well he's a he's a bisexual or what do they call it polysexual Poly, yeah. polysexual transvestite Poly, anything that moves. um because he literally is going out for everybody in that movie. He he does Janet, he does Brad, he does Rocky. Omnisexual. Um, Omni, there I you mean, go. yeah. He he just he'll bang anything that moves. But it's an impressive movie because they they threw this out and they went, yeah, we really don't care if the streets don't don't like this or, or they 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 protest the streets or whatever. They go for it. Here here's this movie. It's 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 it's. it's, it's filled it's 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 filled with with uh with with gay culture and like it instead like you know they had you know it comes out it becomes a hit and you know young men are <laughs> going to theaters dressed up as rocky yeah. not as rocky as uh as dr frankenfurter and you know i think it's one of the movies that helped uh, normalize gay culture I agree. for america oh yeah she, she was super hot in that movie. yeah she's super hot, hot in that movie yeah Susan Sarandon looks amazing. I'm like you. Yeah. I saw. I've only seen it one time. I saw it in high school, or like it was either my senior year or, the, or right after that. My girlfriend and I like went through this period where all we did was smoke pot and watch movies, and we went through oh. all the gangster movies and tons of yeah. horror movies. And um, I was just, I just didn't know anything about it. So Rocky Horror. I mean, this is like you know yeah. the, the two dimensional thinking of a stoner. You know, in 1993. So. <laughs> I'm like, where's the horror, man? And I just didn't fucking get it. So I would love to see it again. Um, Well, you know what's funny is that I've I've actually looked at people who love the film or have gone to the midnight showing several times. Oh, I've gone. Oh, this is what this movie's about. And then like summarized the film and they went, that is what it's about. Why didn't I get that? And I'm like, because it's weird. That's why. But it... It's just throwing any. It's just throwing everything at you. It's so. Well, I mean, well, originally it was. It was a, it was a musical play before the film. Oh, really? That's okay. Oh, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it was the original play. I think Richard uh, O'Brien. Um, I want to say he, who who plays. Um, damn, uh, Riff Raff, the, uh, the 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 butler, the hunchback okay. butler. I want to say that in the original stage play, I think he was the Tim Curry part. Oh, oh okay. interesting. Yeah, because he, yeah, because he, he wrote, directed, he, he did, he did the whole thing, did all the music for it, like that was all huh. him. Nice. I would like to see one. Yeah, I, 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 you know, like that movie. I tend to. I, I, there's a couple other cheese, you know, very cheesy Halloween movies I watch. I watch that. I watch Rockula. Just bad. It it literally it literally ends on Halloween and. Um, a once bitten, once bitten. Once bitten. Is that that's that such is a that's movie. an eighties gem. It, is. it really good. is. That and it's Jim so, Carrey it's before a, he learned yeah. to be Jim Carrey. Before he started to be all ooh, crazy rubble face wow. or anything like that. He's, that, he's, he's I might just playing like this it, teenage guy. Yeah. And oh yeah, but it's oh, fantastic. I'm curious when you go back to Rocky Horror. What is your like? 
you said you throw out this like brief explanation that people are always like, oh, I didn't get that. Like, what is your like log line for, or your elevator pitch for Rocky Horror? Ooh. Huh. <laughs> I don't know how to summarize it that way. Well, I think you uh, said well, you did. Okay, well, because basically the movie is just about this young couple that gets stranded on this, well, on, on Halloween on a stormy night. They go to a castle. and As you do. The people they come to are well, not there people. There was all life. They're in fact aliens. Yeah, right. So right. when that's kind of an explanation for all the weirdness is that it's all because they're aliens, um, and the whole thing is that this you know he just wants to have sex with as much things as he possibly can and be fabulous, and the uh, maid and the butler just want to go home. And so when uh, when they're just lying there in the in the this you know the the uh, I was gonna say fog smog fog at the end of the film it's because the aliens have just gone back home oh, yeah. and they're they're kind of done with being around mm -hmm. on here with Earth. Now there is a sequel to it. Yeah, I was oh, just gonna I say, fucking love the so sequel. Thank you for mentioning he, that. He and our friend Maddie are like every time that comes up, you two are like hey, 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 like little girls, Dude, like screaming I, about the. Beatles. You have to see that movie. You have to see Shock Treatment because mm. the thing that's so amazing about it, I didn't see it. You've seen it obviously. Yeah. I didn't see it until maybe. I want to say maybe a year ago, when I mean, when our friend Maddie loaned it to me. And I turned it on and I watched it and I went, holy shit, this movie, the reason it was, I, I cite the reason that it wasn't as busy, big a success is simply because it's so ahead of its time. Well, hmm. I would say more so that they lost, that they, they changed actors. On a lot they of did, the they did change the actors, the leading you know, actors. Yes, and, but the, like, the Susan Sarandon did not come back. Mm -hmm. But you still, I mean, I forget the name of the, the maid, but you still have the same guys. Oh, yeah. Frapp, and a lot of those people, yeah. those were like the same the same core group yeah. from the original stage play. Okay. Which is why they kind of kept doing that stuff. But, like the, but the main Hollywood actors were gone. Were gone. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they moved on to other things. Hmm. But it, it's so fantastic because it's so, it's, I mean, it's, it is about TV culture and TV making normal everyday people famous for no other reason than they're on tv wow wow and it's, it's, so, it's very it's crazy you watch the movie and you're like wow they they predicted the mm -hmm. kardashians and real world and all of that bullshit so wow. many years ahead of itself yeah well it's, it's oh get it watch it it's fantastic yeah. i want to get it i still need to get it i'll go um Another one that I think, so, okay, go-tos this time of season, I won't spend a lot of time on just checking boxes, uh, Poltergeist, Ian, it's not Halloween, you know, it's not Halloween-ish or centric. It's a staple. It's a staple, it's yeah. fantastic. Uh, I feel like it also was probably on TV a lot around Halloween. Probably. Um, Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses, derivative as hell. I, oh, absolutely. I, I, it, was, it takes place on Halloween. Yeah. I love it. Um, now, and Donnie Darko is my favorite film ever, the, the theatrical cut. It's not The Crow? That is one of my least favorite films ever. Uh, and you know me well enough <laughs> to know. But, uh, I, but I won't one of the best soundtracks. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I love the oh, graphic that novel. that does take place on Halloween. Love yeah. the graphic novel. Um, but uh, Donnie Darko is very Halloween-centric, but I don't... I watched that movie once a year. A couple years ago, I watched it around Halloween. 
normally I just there's a day when I'm like I'm gonna watch that this week and I watch it I, I don't watch it with other people because I cry every time I watch it I think it's beautiful whatever uh, the one I wanted to go to real quick that I saw for the first time last sure, it's year. Okay. Men can cry. No, I'm fine. Dude, I'm us. saying it on a podcast. So, I mean, I have no pro- I love the fact that a movie like that. like They'll just edit it in post. Yeah. I'll be like, it makes me lift weights and, I don't know, whatever. Whatever men do. Um, punch things and Punch things. Off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. Um, there's, there's a movie on Netflix last year that my friend Missy watched, my friend John watched, and they text me and they're like, you got to watch this. My friend John's like, this is an immediate every year for me now. Devil's Triangle. Immediate. So he's like, this is an immediate watch for me every Halloween from here out. And I was like, wow. It's a movie called Boys and Trees. Oh, my God, is it good. I haven't seen it. It's so good, and it's, Wow. I just don't want to say too much about it. The thumbnail, I don't know what it looks like now. The original thumbnail did not make me want to watch it at all. And I watched it last year. And then, like, I watched it the next day so that my girlfriend could see it. Because I was like, I, I was just fucking floored. It was so good. Is it still streaming? I th- yes, it is. It is. Okay. In fact, I just passed the thumbnail earlier today. Oh, is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. <laughs> because I believe it's either from Australia or New Zealand. There's no DVD yet. There might be. You might be able to buy one, like you know, uh, import. I'm sure I can track it. Um, but it's it's fantastic. It's really good. So that is, I'm definitely watching that again this year and next year and the year after. So, um, you know what is another fun one uh, that I always did enjoy was the first um, Tales from the Crypt film. That they put up Demon, Demon Knight. Knight. We, oh. You just he, Anthony just showed that to me like really? a couple months ago. I've never seen it. Never seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Zane, William Shatner. Little rat on my seat a little bit. Let's get made Yeah, yeah. I mean, Billy. That was one of the best performances by Billy Zane because he gets to to fucking choose so much scenery. Yeah. They just really just said, you know, like it was almost like the director said, like we don't give a shit. Just do whatever you're gonna do, man. And he and he did, and he. Did it great. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I yeah I really liked I really liked William Sadler who was in, yes. he was in Shawshank Redemption and I weirdly enough he played Death in Bill and Ted Part yeah, Two. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I mean it was that for the time like I have very fond memories of that. I think I was in like middle school when that came out, and that had good soundtrack. Um, and just and, and it was just it was going to see Tales from the Crypt, which was one of my favorite shows at the time, on the big screen. Right. You know, and just and it and it just really it had that vibe. Uh, I just wish that it would have continued on past Bordello of Blood, which you know that didn't really hold a candle. You know, to uh, anyone to, who to saw the ritual night. knows how much worse it got. Yeah. Oh, that was one too. Film. Oh, it was I, bad. Really horrible. Hmm. I shouldn't even mention it. For a while, I mean, uh, they were talking about rebooting the the television series um, by M Night Shyamalan of all Ooh. people, but then it uh, it didn't get picked up. Oh, it went to pilot, really? and it did not get picked up. Hmm. I thought that was a sure shot. Yeah, wow. that's what huh. I thought too. I mean, maybe they'll revisit it after um, Mr. Glass comes out and he has a little bit more kind of push behind. I'll his, bet he won't be attached. You know, Shutter's doing I think a. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll, I think he'll be a yeah. producer. Yeah, probably. I I think that's the closest we'll get for a while. Shutter doing the creep show series. 
Uh, my last one I'm going to go ahead and throw out there as a recommendation, just for folks who haven't seen it yet, is uh, 2008's Let the Right One In. Oh. And it was remade, uh, I think, it, it was it called Let Me In? Yeah. A few yeah. years later. Yeah. Yeah. With, um, that was her hit girl, what's yeah. her real name? Chloe Moretz or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Chloe yeah. Moretz, yeah. But the original was based on a book from uh, John Lindquist, and... I've read the book. It's so much more intense than what you get on film. I mean, you can say that about anything. But um, now that was originally from Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, it was a Swedish film, and I don't remember the kids, the, the actress who played the kid's name. But it's uh, the story circles around uh, a kid being bullied at school named Oscar, who ends up making friends, his only friend, with uh, a young vampire girl who kind of ends up sticking up for him. He kind of falls in love with her. And it's it's actually quite a beautiful romance and coming-of-age story um, in Sweden. <laughs> and it's set, I believe uh, it's set uh, mid-'80s. I'm, I can never really quite pinpoint it, but um, it's one that stuck with me through the years. And, uh, again, quite beautiful. I do recommend it. Uh, actually, it may still be streaming on Netflix, if so. I think it might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah, no, I think it is. I think I do recall. See, or, or I think it might be on Hulu. It's on one, one of them. I, it's I'm pretty sure. Somewhere, yeah. So I, I do think I remember seeing it on their on their their Huluween yeah. category they had on there of all their. But a beautiful shit. film. Um, it is, and one that one that stood the test of time uh, for the last ten years now. Um, yeah, I had a weird experience with that movie when I watched it, uh, and this may go into like why, it, you know, I maybe I shouldn't smoke pot when I watch movies or something. I don't know. Um, so there's a scene in that movie where kind of, so the, the, the girl is and I mean they're like what eight? Well she's not because she's a vampire right? So she's in an eight year old's body yeah. but she's however you know hundred years whatever. Mm-hmm. But I believe she's changing and I swear to God out of nowhere I was like holy shit, was that like a crotch shot on that eight-year-old girl? And it just freaked me out. I couldn't get past it. For I was like, what? It derailed my whole viewing experience. Even up to that point, I was so just smitten with the movie, but it freaked me the fuck out. And later, somebody's like, you fucking idiot. That's, it's a scar. Yeah. It's not a... I mean, I don't know if I should continue it because I don't it's know. It's a if scar, it, not a gash. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like I don't know. Like, but I was like, oh, of course. But, but you know, I just—it was so, like, I had no context for it when it happened. I was like, what the fuck? So strange. Uh, but it is a gorgeous movie, and I've, I've been meaning since somebody brought that up, like, you knucklehead, no, you know, you're wrong, um, to watch it again. Because it, it is gorgeous. I've never had any interest in I know Raimi produced, I think, or his ghost house did the, the Americanized version. I mean... Which sucks. <laughs> I, I just... Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I would imagine what Americanizing that movie means is they're going to like make it have a little bit more of a tempo because it's really more about... like It breathes a lot. Um, it's about atmosphere. Um, yeah, absolutely. Stunning. Yeah, it really... There's a scene where the, the older guy is... Bleeding out one of the, I mean, it, uh, it's just yeah. really, really, really cool. I don't think I named nothing else. 
You know what's interesting is you uh, you threw out Sleepy Hollow and I, I didn't even think of that as a Halloween movie, but it totally falls on Halloween. Yeah, not the not the Tim Burton version. I don't mind. I the mean, Tim the, that Burton one version. that one did too. No, I know. I'm just saying I didn't throw that one out because that was. Do you not like it? What's wrong? I don't. What's wrong with the Tim Burton version? I I, I don't mind the Tim Burton. version. I have a thing. It's a little. I mean, the one thing about it. It's fucking awful. It's so bad for me. For me, in the Tim Burton version, Horseman. No, the first. The first act I enjoyed. The second act I really enjoyed. The third act is where it falls to shit. There, there's a lot of mythology that they built into it. Um, giving the horseman the backstory that yeah. he was the Hessian mercenary who got cursed, uh, you know, for uh, for for what killing the sister of the witch is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, you know, it, it it adds a lot. I mean, it adds a lot to it. It had a great it had a great tone, and of course, Tim Burton had a great visual well, th- that's style thing, to yeah. it. Uh, so again, yeah, it's just it, it, it and like unfortunately a lot of recent Tim Burton films, you know, great first act, great second act, third act falls to shit. My thing with that was so uh, there's a thing I call fan inertia where you're a fan of something or someone and he's a good example for me I kept gobbling up his movies even though I didn't like them anymore I just didn't allow myself to believe that right so it was like I saw a bunch of these movies and really that was the first one where I didn't see it when it came out I saw it later mm-hmm. but when I saw it I'd be like oh my god I was so psyched to see it and I watched the whole movie in, in this, like, just drop-jawed, like, I I hate this so much. It's all visual, and there's nothing, like, all the acting is, and, and I guess maybe it's the point. Was it supposed to be campy? I don't know. It was supposed to be campy. It was supposed to kind of have a twinge of nostalgia to it. The, the problem with Burton is that he tends to work best when he has less involvement with the story itself. See, I've heard the I've heard the opposite. I've heard the problem with all of his more recent movies in like last ten years is that he hasn't written a screenplay that he's directed in so long, and so that's the problem. Well, no, because I mean the two like best films he's done, or I want I'll say I'll say three best films he's done in the last fifteen years was Edward easily love it, which love it. Did, I mean, unabashedly that there was an Academy Award awards won yeah, from it, absolutely. Um, and one of my personal favorites, Big Fish. Big Fish. So is fantastic based on a novel. He doesn't, do, but he did the screenplay. I think I'm no, not 100 sure. I don't, I don't believe he did. I don't um, think he's actually written anything since. I don't mean since Edward Scissorhands. Even then, I don't even. Th- I think he was story by. Okay. I I don't think he even really writes that he, much stuff. His, he, I don't know. I mean. And Sweeney Todd. I, I, lo- I, did, I, I didn't lo- see it. I loved his version of Sweeney Todd. At that point, I was like, you know what? I'll I'll see one of your movies again, Mr. Burton, when you stop casting Johnny Depp, and who I, I like, and if, Helena Bonham Carter. If you don't mind a musical, uh, Sweeney Todd, it, it, it's 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 a good watch. It's funny, I actually watched that movie on mute. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> I just couldn't sit there and watch everybody sing. So yeah, I watched it on mute, and it's good. I mean, his movies Stage always look play. good. There's, I'll never, you know, I, I got dragged to Dark Shadows, and I was just, the whole time, I was like, oh, Ooh, Dark, Dark Shadows. Shadows. We don't talk about Dark 40, Shadows. The first 40 yeah. minutes, I was like, this isn't bad. And then this weird wall popped up, where literally, right after, I was like, this isn't that bad. Why is this still on? And I couldn't, I couldn't reconcile the last, like, 50 minutes of the movie. I was like, what is, go- like, why you know is this still on? You know what's funny is I thought, um... <laughs> 
I, I, I wasn't thinking about all those things when I thought about Sleepy Hollow. The thing that is uh, somewhat creepy to me is the uh, the love, the kind of love story that's built in um, with uh, Johnny Depp, who at that point I was like, he was like 40. Like I'm sitting there thinking, he's 40 something. And um, what's Ricci. her name? Christina Ricci. Because like, I can't remember what movie. There's some movie that they were in together when she was a kid. And I remember sitting there thinking like, Oh, what's that like for yeah. her? Because she knew him when he was an adult yeah. and she was a kid. This is creepy. Yeah. And like, you can tell though from that movie to, um, oh, uh, uh, what's the last one we just saw? I forget the name of the, the butcher. Sweeney? Sweeney Todd. Uh, because of the look of the daughter, that he has yeah. like a weird He's thing so... about the very blonde, pale, like blonde eyelashes. Well, who thing. has a weird thing? Uh, that uh, Burton does. Burton, yeah, yeah. Because he makes the he makes the most beautiful female. But he and he even says it in the thing like beautiful female makes her look like that, and you're like, ooh. What in, is that, that in that film, dude? so Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci, they are uh, Ricci, Ricci. I have Ricci. no idea. I've always said Ricci. Their, don't know if that's right. There's uh, he's 17 years her senior. Hmm. I mean. It's, but also, too, fun fact, uh, so the last uh, screenplay that Tim Burton wrote was uh, actually Vincent in 1982. Really? Yeah. Okay. Then that, so, I don't know, I'm else, talking on my ass. Everything else he's, he's done story by. Okay, maybe that was it. You know, here's the outline, go write it right. kind of thing. You know, which fun fact about um, um, Nightmare Before Christmas was that he gave the story, the outline, first to Danny Elfman and said, you know, here's the story, write some songs. Oh. And then they wrote the screenplay around the song. That's pretty cool. I've never seen that. I rented that. In that oh, pure, my God. I rented Danny, it. Danny Elfman, he's the singing voice of Jack Skellington. Skellington. And the speaking voice is uh, uh, Christopher Sarandon, Christopher Sarandon who, yeah, oh. and uh, Princess Bride. Okay. Uh, Humperdinck. Okay. He's he's the speaking voice. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, but it's it's yeah. it's it's really interesting because I mean, like I always thought that it was the same person because they yeah, his speaking too. voice sounds very much oh, like Danny Elfman's singing, singing voice. Interesting. I, I I it's funny. I I I I saw that movie when it first came out. Which wait, uh, what are we, are we talking about? Nightmare Before, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Uh, my friends and I. It was it was strange because you know we were all in high school when we walked from uh, we're not too far from the theater um, we walked from Redondo High School all the way over to uh, the Galleria mm -hmm. just like about a mile from us right now and sat in the big theater that they the big outdoor theater they had at one time and uh, not outdoor but like the I was it was say. separate from right right the mall it was a, the theater there that they once had was very strange. Because it was like eight screens, but like there was one, there was like three by this bowling alley that used to be there, and then there was one big standalone theater, and then there was like two more somewhere else. Like it was all over that parking lot, hmm. um, and they weren't connected to each other. That's interesting. Um, but you know, I, I I loved it as as a teenager, and I uh, and I got the soundtrack and on cassette for that Christmas that year and. You know, and uh, when it came out on Blu-ray, I purchased it, and then I just had it sit there. And then um, 
I show it to my niece and nephew, and they fucking love it. That's cool. They love it so much that the plan for this this coming Halloween is my nephew wants to go as Jack Skellington, and I believe my niece is going to be Sally. Oh, wow. And they That's want cool. me to dress up as Oogie Boogie. Okay. Now, I do have to say, one of the best things that ever came from Ember Full Christmas, because contrary to belief, it was uh, Tim Burton's story, but he, he, he didn't direct it. No. It was uh, Henry Selleck who directed it. Uh, he went on to direct James and the Giant Peach, um, and through that, he started up uh, Studio Leica, which then made Coraline, oh. uh, Paranorman, um, up to Kubo and the Two, two Strings? I think it's Two, two Strings. Three strings? Yeah. I think it's two strings. Four strings is a bass player. And then Box Trolls also. Box Trolls. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, so they've, you know, so all of that's kind of stemmed from... From that. That's cool. From that before Christmas. Um, also, two little fun facts. So Burton's next project he has going on is he is doing a live-action remake of Dumbo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. Um, that which is, is yeah. going to be a very dark tone to it. But what's really interesting is, so the writer of the screenplay was um, uh, Aaron uh, Kruger, who's most known for writing uh, uh, the Ring movies. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. I did enjoy his direction on the the uh, the feature the feature length version of Frankenweenie. That was done pretty well, also. But I, I enjoyed the short as well. The I short did. was fantastic with um, Daniel Stern um, and. Um, God, I'm blanking here. Uh, the Shining, um, olive oil and pop. Oh, uh, oh, oh, And the kid was. Was it the kid from the Neverending Story? It was the kid from the Neverending Story. I in the original, in the original short, Frank and Weenie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, it's uh, when you mentioned Dumbo. I was thinking about. Uh, you said dark tone, but um, it's something I wasn't gonna mention, but it's something I do every Halloween, which is. Bravo had this thing they ran in the in the two thousands, and I can't remember what year it came out, but they did the uh, the hundred scariest movie moments of all time, but it connected connected all these different people who were involved Fucking in horror. Pink elephants on parade. And they just <laughs> yes, that was the one that yeah the uh, the, yeah. The, the, the the nightmare dream the nightmare yeah. dream made it as one of the scariest movies that wasn't a nightmare they got fucking shit house. I still I still they got in they got into the they got into the clowns booze. Yeah, and I still every around Halloween will go on to. Da- I think it's uh, the only thing that has it is Daily Motion. Uh, that that one, uh, they're kind of live with the YouTube that someone had posted it, so you can see all of the one hundred scariest movie moments still. And I will we watch that list just to see what. That's it, pretty cool. It's yeah. it's kind of interesting because there's some stuff on there that like I still haven't seen, and I'm like, I want to see that. As far as uh, Tim Burton and, and the animation and, and Disney goes, uh, one of his earlier projects that he actually worked on was he, I don't know to what extent, but he did have his finger in um, Disney's uh, The Black Cauldron. Oh, oh I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. Hmm. That was, that. I mean, that's, it's for Disney, it's it's the darkest animated film. Well, they used made. to have a little bit more. I Besides mean, you know, like the Chernabog scene in Fantasia, that obviously is going to top. They used to have a little bit more edge, and it's like Ray has said many times, and I always thought it was a very good observation that, you know, the kids, in the 80s, there were a lot of kids, or movies that featured kids as the stars, and they'd give Mm -hmm. give them adventures. The stakes were always pretty high, because, like, they were going to die. 
Like, it was yeah. never just like, well, yeah, oh, like, if I don't get home, my dad's going to ground me. It's like, no, they're going to kill well, me. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, uh, yeah, on, on my on my Plex playlist, you know, I just have a whole section of just literally fucked up, uh, you know, 80s kids movies. You know, and you have your, you know, Labyrinth, Return to Oz, Never Ending Story. Mm-hmm. Just, like, every single one was just, it was fucking dark. Yeah. They yeah. had a lot of dark... Well, it was before shit. helicoptering and everybody gets a gold star. So and that's the fucked up thing. It's all the helicopter parents were the people who grew up watching this yeah. shit. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you would think so that actually, they would have like probably Atreyu's horse dying is probably the reason why everybody gets a gold star today, you know? Let's spare him yeah. the tragedy. Well, yeah, that's exactly right because <laughs> by the end, he yeah, he lost the horse but in the end, he got the horse back. Yeah. So that was his participation award right there. Yeah, I mean, there's some pretty dark, weird... There's some odd Oddly dark movies yeah. involving yeah. kids, like oh, well, yeah. what? kids it, having to go up against something. That's a whole like we should do, we should do that as an episode. Yeah, that's a whole episode. That, that harkens back to like the Brothers Grimm. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah. not an yeah. old. I mean, that's not a new a new a new right. trend. No, the new trend is to not do it that way. But I do like that they're going back to that with just the popularity of Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Tying into that eighties nostalgia, saying, "Hey, remember when you weren't." A bunch of fucking pussies. Yeah. Remember, like, when kids <laughs> could stay up after dark getting into guns. Yeah, like, even, like, Lost Boys, like, you got, like, a 12 year old smoking a cigarette, you know? Yeah, and that same 12 year old has a poster of Rob Lowe in a crop top hanging up in his closet. Yeah, well, so. you know. So let me, let, I think we're going to wrap. I want to go out with one more recommendation. And uh, this is another one I watch every year. And it is, it is, uh, <laughs> Flatliners, the original. They remade it recently. No interest in ever seeing the remake. Did I just they pretended to yeah. yeah. It 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 is I don't know how Joel Schumacher made this one I know we did Lost Boys. I came to that later. So but for years, before I I didn't see Lost Boys for the first time until like two thousand five. Wow. Um so for years I was like how did Joel Schumacher make this movie that I love, and then everything else I've seen has just it just evokes my Bad nipples. Exactly. That's so, Flatliners. I'll never forget going to see. Schumacher. I'll never forget going to see Tim Burton's Batman in what was it '89? Yeah. And the trailer beforehand was for Flatliners, mm-hmm. and there's the image. Speaking of, you bring up. There's a Sisters of Mercy song playing. And there's an image of these like giant pumpkins on bicycles, these costumes. And I just was like, "What the fuck is it?" I went and saw it in a theater, and I, I mean, I watch it. Oh my, it's just such an awesome movie. There are things I've come to lately, like the la- I think when I watched it last year, I was like, "Oh, it's kind of contrived." Like they're like operating theater, you know, like the class where they're doing the dissection of the corpses. There's like all these like sculptures like renaissance sculptures on the wall like who would have that in their classroom yeah you're in chicago for christ's sake right a lot of the settings are very odd it is but it's that's for him schumacher he does you're like he does does. most of the films where where did they why are there suddenly next to a train yard and like it's you're exactly right like wait this doesn't look like a medical school hall no it doesn't are they are they having them the medical school being renovated, so they're putting them in the arts. I think there is actually maybe even some mention somewhere of that, of like something being under construction or something. But it, it is, the settings are clearly just like, I want this. And so it has to have that, even though it has no functionality. It'd be like if I made a movie and was like, 
this scene is in the kitchen, but I want there to be a toilet in the middle of the room. I know that makes no sense, but that's the way I want it. You know, I that's feel like, like that. That's like a that's like a studio apartment in Hoboken. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But uh, it it is. I love that movie uh, so much, and oh, it's just it's it's just so good. It, there's such a, a a tone and atmosphere to it, and uh, man, I don't know. I just mm. anyway. Yeah, it's worth a watch. So definitely. If no one else has anything, we'll wrap it there. That's our Halloween recommendations. Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, a good assessment of things, just for the stuff that, I mean, I know, I do. We could all just keep round-robbing this for yeah. well, really, hours. Uh, I, mean, it, I mean, it's like doing this 31 days thing. It's like I'm fitting in, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's any anything. You can, you can watch any horror, really, this month, and most of it will fit in yeah. in some way. And yeah. I'm, I'm stretching what I consider, you know... For the sake of it, but uh, yeah, it's it's my favorite time of year, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, living in LA, it's yeah. like you don't get the season change, so you got to do do it with the TV. You know, I, I do I do want to insert one more real quick while I can. Um, I don't even know if I would really consider it a Halloween movie, um, but it is one that I always feel like this time's a great time of year to watch. It is Clue. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, you know, just the, the strangers at the dinner party, yeah. uh, it, you know, it just, it feels like it, like, like it's fall. Yeah, it, in, it in, in the totally film. fits, I, I think. Uh, and some of the best performances that, you know, you'll ever see, you know, from, from Tim Curry and, uh, and Christopher Lloyd. Leaving. Leaving <laughs> body. Uh, that I, is When I found funny. out that was leaving, I knew, oh, I was like, are you serious? Yeah. That's fantastic. Mr. Body. What was it? Leslie and Warren? Yeah. Name? Yeah. Oh, man. I used everything for those. I didn't know because of that movie when I was a kid. Madeline Kahn. She just, she just did flames. Fla- flames. flames. Sh- shooting. Uh, she's shooting. Shoot. On the side of the flames. <laughs> so, 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 so mad. <laughs> and he just interrupts her. Yeah, moving on. And what was what was interesting too is when that <laughs> first was in the theaters, because I mean, like we all grew up watching it, and you know, or it could have ended like this. I remember when or it was ended like this. I remember the, when it was in the theater. In the theaters, you got only one a random yeah. ending. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, I wish somebody would do something like that again. I thought I always thought oh, people would be so pissed. I did now. not see it in the theater, but the I remember hearing that on the radio, are. like uh, WGN radio, like hearing about this movie that had. Depending on where you saw it or when you saw it, you might get one of yeah, was it four or five? You movies? might, and that's the shitty thing. Can you imagine go paying money to go see it again and getting the same fucking? Oh, ending? dude, uh, you know, <laughs> I almost feel like there may have been a clause where you might have gotten your money back you or, know, or a ticket, a, 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 another ticket. You know, people would have just like you just you popped into the last ten minutes of the movie yeah. again just to see what happened. But that is, I mean, that's that's. Got to be in my top twenty of just all time favorite like like comedy films. Yeah, it's a good. It's a very good film. Very, you know, and it has one of one of the funniest lines too from was it Martin Mull? Yeah, I want to say yep. at the very end, you know, they they're alluding to him being a homosexual in the nineteen fifties or early sixties, and it's the very last line. You know, well, I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. Oh no! It was um, you know? that was oh god, Lord, no, that's that another was... actor. 
And then Q. Uh, it's and Michael McKean. Michael McKean, yes, yeah, you're correct. <coughs> and then Q, uh, Q, Bill Haley in the comments. Yes. Shake. Yeah, shake, rattle, and roll. That was a great film. It is. So, all right, well, from uh, those of us at the Horror Vision, I'm Chris, Anthony, Ray, and Sean. Happy Halloween, and we'll see you in November for another episode. Of, of your pumpkins. Of Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> All will be garbage.